Did You Have To is a proud member of the Bawaii podcast community. Welcome back to Did You Have To, the podcast where two bad bitches talk about anime. And here are your hosts, Kate and Nisha. Yeah! Nisha's quirk, stress ball. By internalizing her stress about the world being in chaos and crime, she converts that stress into a superpower, becoming a badass. Kate's quirk, waifu warrior. By just watching her favorite shows, she can manifest real or fictional characters into the real thing. They come to life and fight by her side. Not every character does it, though. She has to find the individual really hot. Yeah! Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Did You Have To? I'm Kate. And I'm Nisha. And today we're talking about anime romances. One of my favorite things. Yes. We enjoy them. <laughs> well, I just love them so much. They make me, they give me unrealistic goals for real romance. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, unrealistic goals for man height. Because yes. all of those, all of those, uh, romance protagonists are like eight feet tall. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's what men should be, right? Eight feet tall, <laughs> can hold three swords, one sword in their mouth, and can fight very, very Ma'am, well. you're just. <laughs> You're just talking about Zoro. Has green hair? <laughs> Has a sexy smirk. <laughs> if you are listening and look like Zoro, please apply. <laughs> I mean, yes. Hit me up. My DMs are open. <laughs> but only if you look like Zoro and can wield three swords with one in your mouth. I'll make an exception if you just look like Zoro. <laughs> oh, girl. You get Okay. The bar is in hell. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Yes, but... uh, Your dating bar is is in hell, At this point, it feels like it, but this isn't a show about where we talk about my dating. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, we talk about fictional characters dating and mm -hmm. probably thirst over them. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're going to in this episode, most likely, but... (laughs) Um, but first, do we want to do a Today in Weeb? Yeah, let's do it. You want to go first? Yeah, um, I have been not reading too much manga outside of what I have to review. I just finished up Food Wars, which just just ended, and it was kind of anticlimactic, and I'm kind of frustrated with it. Mm. But... The thing I'm not frustrated about is, uh, did I talk about recovery of an MMO junkie last time? Yeah, you did. I but- did. Okay, so I can't talk about that one. But what I can talk about is um, I have, I was talking about what I've been reading, actually, because I haven't really been watching too much anime outside of recovery because I finished that. Um, but I have picked up a lot of Jose Smut, as mm-hmm. I've been reading, but in the so like Jose Smut is very interesting in that it can like Yaoi, it can be just this is just about sex, or it can be oh like, oh, here's some sex, but also a really good story. Mm-hmm. And uh the artist and the beast, I've reread because I read it a while back and I reread it again, and it's probably like my favorite Jose slash Smut title. Um, it's really cool. It's a she's a uh, it deals with a manga artist who co-signs a debt for an old friend, and mm. then that guy bails. But because she co-signed it, a yakuza boss ends up coming over to collect the debt from her, and then of course they just end up doing it, and the love uh, love happens because initially he's like, and, and mind you, smut is always problematic. I'm putting away that part of me here. But he essentially says we like so long as we can have sex whenever, then I'll put off your debt. And I was like, (laughs) this is interesting. What's going to happen? And he's tall and broad. So like I got to I got to read. And so essentially like that happens. And of course, like uh, they end up developing feelings for each other and they end up having a relationship. But what I like about this one is in a lot of the romances, the woman is the one who's usually saying I love you first or going through a lot of miscommunication out of the love for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this one, she doesn't say I love you until the very, very last chapter. Um, 
And essentially, you see how much he loves her and how much he's changing everything for her. And she's not changing herself for him. He's like changing himself to be better for her, which is super interesting and really good. Mm. Um, And it just kind of ends with them getting together together. Mm. And it's, it's just it's really good. It's really interesting. The sex scenes are really good, too. Um, but like the story is actually probably my favorite one that I've read um, since I've been on this kick. So I I recommend The Artist and the Beast to anybody who's who's looking for a more adult time when reading reading manga. Good. I will add that one to the list because I don't think I've read I don't think I've read that one, but I do. I'm just a trash. So <laughs> this sounds exactly right up my alley where I'm just like, yes. And he's he's tall, broad, tan. He's great. Yep. I love Sign him. Sign me up because what else do I have to do during a pandemic? <laughs> Read Jose Trash. That's yes. what you have to Read do. Read Jose Trash and Dojinchi? Yes. <laughs> yep. Be productive? No. God, if people knew the amount of Dojin and everything else that I've read, I swear. Listen, that can be a that will be a bonus episode one day. Like maybe what we should do is we should start like recording exclusive bonus episodes like that. Yeah, and put that on the that Patreon. Would... Oh my god, that'd be so good. Oh yes, but um, no, I I like the, I like the premise. I definitely want to check it out because I do like that she doesn't say I love you towards the end because I feel like that's just one thing with like anime, not anime, but like mangas and like especially romance ones where I'm just like, huh, I just I want to see progression and not confessions first. Yeah. Like, oh I, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So no, that sounds good. And um, I'm also just a sucker for the guy who's helplessly in love with the girl and doesn't yes. realize it until his friends are like, yo, dude, you've literally changed everything you are as a person. What's happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. No, I, and I love that because it's just like, yes, growth. Yes, change for love, especially when it's talk to- when you're doing something toxic or something. So yep. anyone of you a better person like that's just goals. It's beautiful. Um, oh, so then my turn. So for me, t- for today in Weeb, I have been reading, and I actually just finished the review for this one, so it's, it might be out by the time this episode comes out, um, Comey Can't Communicate. Um, it is a manga, and it's through Viz, you can get it through Viz Media, but essentially it is about this girl named Shoko Komi, and she has a communication disorder. But her goal is to make 100 friends, and it's through certain circumstances that one of her classmates, Tadano, finds out about her her um, disorder. Because to everyone else, she just seems like this c- cool beauty that is just too cool for everyone else, and she's not seen with a lot of people, so people think she's exclusive and cool and elegant and demure and like all these things, when actually... She just wants to be friends with people and make more friends, Aww. but she's too, she, her, it's, I don't know, I can't, I don't want to, like, prescribe her as, like, social anxiety, but the girl literally shakes and looks like a kitten when she's nervous <laughs> and anxious when talking to people, and she's just like, I can't, she can't say what she wants to say, so sometimes she just writes it down, or for, like, and she's 16, so she's gone through a majority of her life just not saying anything and it's not like at school it's also at home like her family can communicate with her she can communicate with her family but it's like she wants to make friends and she wants to get closer to people so while she's like super popular everyone thinks she's so popular and all this stuff in fact she's just like I want to make genuine friendships and connections and but she's frustrated and held back by her communication disorder so that's really cool Right? It's so cool. So then her, Tadano is the first one who recognizes, like, she has, like, she doesn't do well in social settings, and, but she wants to make friends, and she wants to, like, make more friends, and, like, be genuine friends, because, yeah, she's popular, so it would be nothing if she said, like, will you be my friend, and then everyone be her friend, but she she's not, she doesn't care about popularity. She wants to yeah. genuinely connect with other people. So Tadano and her, he help, agrees to help her make more friends, and 
like the manga is the premise is basically just about them and like different social situations so there's school there's like holidays there the most recent one volume i just reviewed was volume seven and it's a big like holiday one where it's around christmas as they always do so it's on the christmas (laughs) episode um and it's just cute and it's holiday and like holiday stuff it's like cute to see them outside of school and interacting with one another um it is also a romance and a drama i would say right now it's light on the drama but i think but it builds up on drama but it's just so cute and like i don't know it's it's funny because the girl don't talk like she rarely rarely talks so it's like it's shocking when she does talk but i just like it's so cute and it's nice to see characters with growth and she's coming a long way from like the first volume to now and I just, I love her and Tadano. Like they like each other, but they haven't said they like each other. So it's one of those. Slow, it's one of those slow slow burns. I can, I can deal with because he really cares about her making friends with other people. He could have totally capitalized and put like pushed to get closer to her by himself and gotten in a relationship yeah. with her. When he just like, nope, we're friends. We're just friends, and I'm helping her, and we're friends. He's just so cute. That's adorable. Mm-hmm. I needed something I pure. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Just a nice, lighthearted manga for me. I won't... I, I figured <laughs> I should, like, you know, take a step back from all the killing and children's <laughs> and demons since our last episode. That's fair. Yeah. That's completely fair. Mm-hmm. I'm just over here eating smut, so... <laughs> I mean, I'm doing that too. <laughs> Look, I yeah, can but like, I'm only reading smut, so there's a big difference there. I mean, well, I guess I'm not. Anything I'm reading that is that I'm not reviewing is smut, but everything else I'm reading is like not. And I've kind of like, I don't know what's happened. I think it's because you jump in and grab all the shonen, but like, I've been, <laughs> like, I have pretty much been reviewing all of the shoujo beat titles that they're yeah. putting out. So. This makes sense. This is, yeah. this is true. I just feel like I live in my shonen hole. <laughs> as soon as I get the opportunity, I'm just like, yes, I will take that one and that one and that <laughs> one. But. I just love shonen so much. And also, I love... Oh, see, now we're going to go down a manga rabbit hole. But I just feel like shonen's come a long way for me. We're like, it has! Right? There's the Shonen has range. It's not just fighting anymore. Like, a lot of people mm-hmm. think shonen manga is just about a young boy between the ages of 12 and 16 goes on an adventure and gets magical powers and kills and, like, has to fight an evil villain and save the world. But, yes, that is shonen. But it also has more range now. It's, it does. It so really, good. really does. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, when we start going into range, I think actually we can start with romances as shonen. Yeah. Because it's weird because a lot of the times when there's a romance and, and the romance is center, a lot of people specifically assume that it's a shoujo. Yes. Um, but Toradora is shonen. Mm. Right. It I is. found that out. That is true. So, like, it's one of those things where I think it's just, like, the way the romance is shown. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and obviously who the, the target audience is. Because is, I think a lot of the times when we start looking at anime or manga, and we'll start with, I think we should start with anime specifically because I mm-hmm. do think that there are some changes that happen in romances when they get put over to... Um, to anime, but anything that is like romance comedy or like ecchi, and if you don't know what ecchi is, ecchi is like a step below hentai, mm-hmm. um, or like smut. Like ecchi is like there's a whole bunch of like sexuality, and it's usually extreme. Like food wars, food wars is ecchi because there's a whole bunch of like sexually suggestive things near nudity. Um, and so, like, a lot of those types of romances that come out, like Aramanga, or not Aramanga, um, uh, what's it called? It's that zombie one where the boy ends up with a girl who he, he makes a zombie. Sankia? But like Sankria? Yeah, Sankria. Mm. Yeah, Sankria. Um, those are typically, like, shonen romances, or, like, they're romances that are geared more towards... Um, young men 
um, or like teenage guys to like a little bit like to like early 20s guys. Um, but I think in there, you also find some really good representations of different romances that happen in like shonen anime proper that isn't specifically a romance story mm-hmm. too. Um, like when you think of something uh, specifically like Bleach, but then it's not like it's hard for me because whenever like my stress when I watch romances that aren't when the, my stress when I watch something that isn't specifically romance centric is I'm just complete I'm just constantly saying now kiss right. like just just kiss just kiss please and I, I feel this. like that's like if shonen <laughs> isn't like explicitly etchy or like explicitly doing the romantic comedy stuff you're gonna get those like will they won't they things and it yep. it bugs me but I keep coming back to them. <laughs> Listen, I I stayed loyal to Bones for five goddamn seasons because of the <laughs> because of the will they won't they shit and it is a it is a good trope but god dang it I hate when I get sucked in. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But like to your um, point. And- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. To your point, like when it comes to Shonen, I just felt like dang it, like because we know like the primary genre in like most shonen unless it's like a shonen with like a shonen romance is not romance yeah. so i totally feel you and it's like you see two characters and you can't help but say now nah, kiss i see you uh-huh y'all but long together kiss now but like you know they will probably we, we never see like vegeta and boma kiss she kisses him on the cheek mm-hmm. like stuff like that but like you know what there's a lot of fan fiction <laughs> God, Shonen is the perfect ground for fan fiction, damn it. It is. It is just the perfect breeding ground. Because, like, when I think back to it, I think of, like, Sosuke and Kaname in Full Metal Panic. Like, I don't know if you ever watched Full Metal Panic. Yes, But I was like, you two are perfect. Mm -hmm. Kiss, damn it. I just want you to kiss. Yeah. And it's it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. Because, like... I feel like there are just genuinely good romances that happen. Like, I think probably my favorite shonen romance in an anime where, like, romance wasn't necessarily the center is Karu and Kenshin and Roni Kenshin. Yes. Like, that is a solid romance. You know they, you know that they love each other. But at the same time, like, it's still an, an action-centric anime and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like, when I think about romance and shonen, I think that uh, Karu and Kenshin are pretty much, like, the pinnacle for me because it's clear that they are in some sort of relationship. And then, of course, you just have the weird shit that happens in the OVAs after yeah. where, like, Kenshin ends up killing her. And I, no. I no, don't acknowledge with, those with names. We don't speak of and, those is real bad. Um, Kenshin ended as a show. Nothing else. We will not acknowledge it. Um, but I think the way Shonen typically handles romance, and it's not saying that shoujo isn't dynamic, but I think that they're, because romance isn't the center a lot of the times, it allows that romance to develop in a more dynamic way. Right. Where they get to see and appreciate different sides of each other or see it tested in different ways than you see it done in shoujo. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I guess I shouldn't note, like, the manga I was referring to in Today and Weave, that one is shonen. Like, yeah. so th- that's a shonen one. And I, I kind of, like, it's maybe, like, more recently in the, maybe the last two years, I realized that there are shonen romances, but there's a difference yeah. between shonen romances and ro- and then the romance in shonen, where yes. not every shonen is going to acknowledge romance in it. Like, that's just not the priority. It's, like, all of us yelling, yeah. Ichigo and Rukia aren't belong together. Uh, that's a relationship. Yeah. And it's like, I can I remember the day when somebody met Johnny Young Bosch and had him record, Rukia, I love you, and I accept that oh as canon. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. That's, that's canon. Mm-hmm. That is canon, and that's all we need. But we also know that that doesn't happen in the anime. But it's just, it's yeah. one of those things that I, I like that there's just like so much potential. Because like, to, to your point, like your, um, with the one you refer to with like Full Metal Panic, I think of um, Fairy Tale. Like, oh, yeah. The romance, romance again, is not the main um, genre of that manga, or I mean, of the anime. 
but yeah it's just the the creator knows what he's doing like he literally pairs everyone up with couples and he acknowledges them as couples but yeah it is not you will not really see a lot of them going on dates like it'll come up and it'll be like oh do i have feelings for this person but it's not a main part of the series Yeah. Now I'm thinking about like all of like what could have been the good um like the good shown in couples that could have been. Oh yeah. I guess is what I'm thinking about. I mean, I have um, there's a list in my brain. I know there is. It's, oh yeah. Like there's just so many like with the potential of it. And I'm just like you could be a couple, you should be a couple. Like Nami and Zoro kind of ship them together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only 250 episodes in, but that's my ship. I don't care if I'm wrong. No one tell me otherwise. <laughs> no, I I don't know cuz like I, I guess it's also weird for me too because I don't fault so like when I watch Shonen and I'm in my now kiss phase Uh I'm totally okay with that and I don't get frustrated because I'm like okay I know that this isn't the focus right but then we switch gears to shoujo anime and I'm just like why the fuck aren't you kissing just kiss what the hell is happening and then I have to wait 12 24 episodes for them to finally kiss and then the show ends and i'm just like why that that is probably so like when we do switch to shoujo and this isn't uh-huh. only defining shoujo as romance series because shoujo is a lot more than right romance series um that said shoujo just like teases so much and maybe it's because i'm reading it now as an adult that i'm just kind of like why aren't you kissing just mm-hmm. kiss already um, but it handles romance in a very much less of a will they won't they, yeah. but more of like they will inevitably, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to watch literally every piece of this develop. Pretty much. Um, and I think of a series like Takane and Hana, which is, I believe it's from Shoujo Beat and essentially this girl, Hana stood in for her older sister in a like pre-marriage thing and the guy who is like 10 years older than her she's in high school um Mm -hmm. again all romances and almost all romances and manga and stuff are problematic for some for some reason you can listen to our episode where we talked about weird age gaps um if you want more of our feelings on that um but they essentially start like dating and for that one I can at least understand why they because like they kiss early on but it was more of like a joke kiss right and they don't do it consistently and they haven't I am on like I think I'm on volume 12 or 13 I think I'm volume 12 right now and it's still just kind of like ah they're here and I'm just Mm. like come on man but then the age gap, so I kind of get it. But at the same time, it's it's more of like this slow build up to a kiss or like a scene where you see their swilo- silhouettes making love or whatever. Right. Like that's like the that has to be the ending because once that happens, you'll lose interest. Maybe I Ooh. don't know. Um, but it happens so much. And when I think of other shoujo series too, I think of something like, um, LDK and LDK is a really good, a really good shoujo where essentially these two people just end up living together. Um, they're both in high school, but like, and they have like moments where it gets kind of, there's sexual tension. Like he unsnaps her bra all the time, which is actually hilarious. (laughs) Um, but they never do anything. And that and they the the plot device that makes it so that these two people living alone who could do whatever they want is that her dad comes in and like put plasters up on the wall like no sexual activity till graduation. Mm. And I it's like in I think it's gone through 15 volumes. I've read them all. I'm up to date. They still haven't done anything. And I'm just like come 
on now and they're about to graduate so i'm like okay they're gonna graduate and the series is gonna end and in that final volume i'm finally gonna get to see them get their happy ending right but whatever uh so yeah i love shoujo i love shoujo romances but at the same time like Whereas with Shonen, I'm kind of like, oh, that's fine. They don't have to kiss, but I'm still going to go now kiss. And it's more of like me trying to ship everybody with everybody because they're all ridiculously good looking. Right. In Shoujo, I'm like, this is my one ship because it's what we're focused on. I need y'all to get together already. Come on. This is going too slow. And I start to get frustrated. And I don't know if I was like that when I was younger or not I I want to think I was because I remember wanting Darian and Serena to kiss a hell of a lot more than they do but I don't know that may just be a me thing I don't know it's but at least you finally got this but at least you we got to see them kiss in the series and it wasn't like yes. towards the end of it but no I totally was like that I'm like y'all are meant for each other y'all are destined to be together not kiss like kiss already yeah. damn it <laughs> and I think, and I wonder too, because like I, I haven't read all the Sailor Moon manga. It's actually a big blind spot for me. But I, mm-hmm. I you know, I, I was a the Sailor Moon anime first, so I wonder how different it is in the manga. Because when you watch Sailor Moon Crystal, like she stays at his house, it's very right. clear that these two are in a physical relationship. They don't show anything, mm-hmm. but like it's still very clear. Whereas I feel like a lot of other shojos, it's just kind of like. No, they have no sexual interest in each other whatsoever. You'll get a right. kiss later on. Right. I think that's like a good segue, into, not to segue out of it too too fast, but like Jose, where it's like, yeah, Jose goes there. But like with Shoujo, I, I totally feel that where I'm just like, so, oh, another manga I just reviewed for the website, um, Yona of the Dawn. And yeah, I really like that one because it's the reversed harem where like everybody yeah. has to be with the woman. But, like, she's kind of, like, oblivious to love. <laughs> well, like, she got other shit going on. She's a princess who's been exiled and now has to fight back for her throne. But, like, her bodyguard has been in love with her this whole time since they were children. And, again, he's tall and broad and handsome and a great fighter. So, yeah, <laughs> totally in for that one. Um, but their thing is, they the, the series isn't over. It's still ongoing. But they've kissed. But now my frustration is with this is like they'll do this thing where what did that kiss mean? What like what does that mean oh, for us? Oh yeah. And it's that don't you do this shit to me. Y'all are old enough <laughs> to know what a kiss yeah. means. And it's just like it's that ah, I don't know how to put it, but like, you know what, God God bless the person who like created that manga because they go there with um kind of like I don't know they hint at sex they hint at sex like they don't shy away from it um it's not a jose it's definitely a shoujo but it's more yeah. like this it's very obvious that yona is a young, like 16 i think or 17 by this point yeah and he's 18 so like she's examining these feelings that she has for him yeah. and it's like the one of the kisses happened because like they were going their separate ways on a journey well, yeah. it's like, so now the the guy, the bodyguard, his name is Hawk, or Hawk, and he's just like, what did that kiss mean? Did that really happen? What does that kiss mean for us? And I'm just like, you told her you loved her, right? Like, you, you should know what this meant. <laughs> right? And I think it's just like, because he's just so thrown off by it. And I think it's just like, it's so cute because like, there's a goddamn war going on and they're trying to figure out their feelings, but they got shit to do. But yeah. it's that trope of like, oh shit, did that kiss mean something or did it not mean? I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like the, the oblivious like love. Yeah. Um, and not they're still trying to process through their feelings. I don't, I don't know. It's like something that's cute, but after it keeps going on for a while in shoujo, I get irritated because I'm just like, if y'all just don't acknowledge your feelings for one another and kiss yeah. some more, I'm going to lose. Oh it. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that that's – so one of the things that I'm also really liking, um, I mean, and, and obviously uh, our site works with Viz, so a lot of the stuff that I'm mm-hmm. reading currently in, in, in the shoujo world is from Shoujo Beat, which is published by Viz. Um, and there are two uh, there are two series that I really like. Uh, the first one is Not, Not Your Idol, 
Um, and that one, you can tell that there's going to be some romance because there's a little bit of given in, in the first volume. There's only one volume out. Um, there's a little bit of give like of play between the main character who is a girl who's trying to not be a girl, not because she's trans, but because she is just trying to get rid of all of her femininity because she was mm. assaulted. She used to be a pop idol. Gotcha. And so now she's changed her name. She wears boy clothes consistently. And then the guy um, who at the end of the first volume, you find out may be the guy who assaulted her because they never caught him and you don't know. And so, like, that's doing something really interesting where it's yeah. providing, like, a lot a, – a larger comment. And this I think this goes back to where it's, like, shoujo isn't always about romance all the time. Right. It's, so, like, this one is about her and her growing and, like, that type of theme. But at the same time, there is this, this little inkling of a romantic subplot kind of happening. And mm-hmm. then there's another one that I really like that is explicitly a romance shoujo, and that's Love Me, Love Me Not. Mm-hmm. And that one – it's only it's in volume two i believe volume three is coming out in july but that one i'm not and again i could just not be frustrated because i don't think i was frustrated with takana and hana in like the first four volumes and then i was like come on now we're 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 already on volume 10 what's happening right but like this one at least um shoujo has depth when it deals with romance and i think when you get a romance anime or a romance uh, anime or manga that's trying to investigate what relationships means i think that's where i think shoujo sh- like kind of thrives as a series or as a as a as a genre or a as an age group focus i guess if that makes sense because in in love me love me not you have this one girl who is completely obsessed with the idea of love at first sight and a prince charming and mm-hmm. very she she's a romantic and then you have her friend who is the complete opposite she's cynical she's like i don't believe in love at first sight if i'm going to fall in love i'm going to make this happen for me and then you end up seeing uh the the main character who is the romantic she ends up falling in love with the other girl's brother um stepbrother and she confesses to him in volume two, but she confesses to him to get it out of the way because she's actually in love with his sister. Mm. But it's not weird because they're not married or because they're not related by blood. But it, it, what that one does is it kind of like investigates ideas of love and the like how love can be romantic and platonic and how those relationships kind of form around it. And mm-hmm. so for that, it's actually one of my favorite rom- romance mangas out there. And it, it leaves me questioning and wanting to go back and read a lot of the manga parts of uh, the ma- reading the manga for the romance animes that I've seen from shoujo because I wonder if in translation to anime, you lose a lot of the the i guess like the investigation part of it right or even some more of the explicitly romantic pieces because i have a lot more fun reading shoujo romance when it is a manga versus watching it as an anime like i love i like watching it as an anime but as an anime it feels kind of empty sometimes and i wind Mm -hmm. up in that place of now kiss more and more right than i do when i read yeah I would say, dang, that's an interesting point to make. Because I'm trying to think of, like, how I feel. Because I don't know if it's because, like, you actually have to read, like, to get yeah. to get the progression. Like, I mean, yes, you could skip to the end to see what happens, or you could go read the Wikipedia, but I can fast forward the episodes and see if there's, like, like are we there yet? Are we there yet? Yeah! But but I think I do prefer the manga when it comes to that sometimes because it's like, you know what? I just want you to get this confession out and we can keep going with the last three episodes. (laughs) But I mean, like, I guess it just depends on, like, the series, like, which one, what, like, which series it is. Because I just feel like there are some where... I'm just like so ready. I'm like, oh great, y'all confessed, and now that y'all know, great, now this can finally move forward, and this doesn't have to be the main plot of the damn story. But oh, when it takes a whole season to even just confess, like not even kiss, right? Confess, confessions. It's, it's oh, frustrating. That is one. We, you know, let's just get into it. Confessions. 
in like romance manga. Trope like, number two. Confessions. Confessions. <laughs> we need like a swipe card or something. I man, I don't know how to feel about them. Cause there's like so many ways the trope is handled. I just feel like no one does this shit in the real world, right? Like y'all just say if you like somebody and you keep it going. But then like this is romance, so they lean into it and it just it gets so frustrating, especially when it takes an entire season. Like or the entire yeah. series. Because it takes it can take the entire series when you when you're trying to yeah. confess to a character that you like, and I'm just like, don't have to do all this. Like it could go like, but I get it. Like there's that slow burn, and like sometimes it's good. Like I mean, um, Toradora, it's about yeah. her confessing to the guy she likes, and then getting her neighbor to help her, um, to like get confess her feelings to him. Yeah. For a good chunk of the season, but like while they're doing that, she realizes she comes to the realization of like, oh, I actually don't like him. Yeah, after she confesses to him, um, and then she realizes she has feelings for the guy that was helping her all along, and then like, yeah. But I think that's where it does it good. Like it does a good thing of like shifting it because the story goes on after the confession. I hate the ones where the story ends at, like with the confession. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Because I think, so it's also hard too, because I feel like this may just be something that is, that's not common for us, but is common everywhere else. Because Mm -hmm. confessions are also a huge thing in K-dramas. Right. They are. They are a huge thing. And so I wonder if it's just a concept in, in Asian cultures that this is happening because it's happening because I see it happen in Korean media and I see it happen in Japanese media and it's almost always happening Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it's just something I don't understand and that's why it bugs me because like you said I'm like dude just tell them you like them Mm -hmm. um and then the other part of me also wonders if it's just because these pieces of media are are specifically supposed to be romance and there's something romantic about making a confession um or like confessions of love Um, and it, I don't know, I guess it kind of gets frustrating for me when you see like five other characters confess and the main two that you need to still have it. Yes. That happens a lot too. Um, I would agree that, I mean, I think that's probably it for me. Like you kind of hit it on the head is that everybody else is coupling up. Everybody else is paired up, but y'all two still haven't said how you feel for each other, but to your exactly. point about like it being like maybe a maybe being based in culture because like now we think about it like I just feel like this was not a thing when I was in high school but prom oh po- hell no it was prom not po- but promposals like confessions were not yeah. a thing for me in high school but like prom- it's like in high school in our day and not to sound too fucking old but like you basically told some you either told somebody you liked them yourself or you told your friend to tell them that, that you that you like them yep we we <laughs> did the tell your friend to tell them that you like them or you would pass a note. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first boyfriend was because I passed a note in middle school yep. and like you would toss that shit on their desk and run out and hope <laughs> and hope for the best I know Oof. <laughs> nah, I don't miss but, that which but yeah. I guess is kind of a little like a little bit like a confession yeah that's but true I don't gotta be there to get rejected you can just pretend you never read the note true which i guess i think a rela- kind of like connected to like there is like the putting the letters of confession into a locker and like yeah. that that's a thing and like ro- with romance and anime but it's like, you know what i just realized that anime messed me up because like i did a whole bunch of the like here's my secret love letter like shit in high school okay. <laughs> and i think it was be i think it was because of anime i was just like i gotta have this really cool romantic thing no no oh honey. baby k it's never the right thing it's never the right thing i interest none of them boys in my school to give them a letter if i'm being no. honest i know the asses would have put it on what was it myspace at the time so I can trust <laughs> none of them. Um, I put it in the wrong locker one time. That was fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was bad. Oh, I w- I'm going to ask you about how that turned out afterwards. Oh, <laughs> I just remember like getting a confession during class, like getting a note. Someone passed me a note and they said, will you be my girlfriend? And I just like looked at them and I, I shook my head. No. I didn't even reply to oh the note. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, but sorry. Um, oh yeah, the point before we went down the high school memory lane. Um, but proposals. Like I feel like that's I don't know if that's just a, something that's like in the last few years, but like recent. Like, and is it only significant to like here? like in the western that shit's weird i don't get it but it is weird it has to be because it's weird it's so weird i'm like no offense but i mean maybe it's because like i'm not a high schooler anymore but like i also just feel like prom was never that serious it was really never no that it wasn't and it's just like now you see like kids like get all like i think it's cute when like they do the little stuff but i'm like a boy proposing to a girl to prom with like louis vuitton shoes and like a thousand roses to prom you not even gonna marry this girl you're in you children are in high school like yeah calm down i mm, it's weird to me i don't like it i don't like it. i don't understand it um this is a wasteful waste of money it is not it is not productive again we're sounding like those those old women but right now i don't care it's like are you going to be with this person forever you think so but you will not and this is a waste of money. Yeah. And I know, like, some of it is just maybe, like, for for the gram. Like, some of them are just doing it for Instagram. But it's just, like, how, it's, like, I'm relating it to, like, the whole, the big, like, show of affection um, that happens in anime. But it's just, like, yeah. even, like, here, I think that's, I, I think that is weird when you're just, like, young and in high school. But, again, it's anime. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> let's get out of the let's get out of the high school romances and whatnot and like let's just like segue. Let's go into Jose. Yeah. I will say the before we do that, the mm-hmm. one things I do love from high school romances are the cultural festival episode mm. and the summer festival episodes. Or the Christmas episodes, because sometimes the summer festival is Yes, Mick is swapped out for a Christmas episode where they have a Christmas festival. Those those are those are always good episodes. It's usually when shit goes down. Yeah, actually, yes, I do enjoy. Those are the ones I do enjoy. I like the tropes. I like those episodes. The school festival, mm-hmm. um, summer break, the vacation. Everyone goes to the beach house. Those, yeah, <laughs> like stuff like that. But yeah, I think I just I when we get into Jose, it's just like one of these things with like anime romances like i like to see the relationship and i think that's yeah, where i realized like i'm just not a fan of all high school romance anime like yeah I've, I've, I've kind of that's where i'm like i like it and i enjoy it but then like this is when i move into Jose because like i want to see how y'all relationship progresses yeah no i i think you're i think you're right and i think that that's why obviously Jose is written for women our age and older but the romances in jose that i love is you see all of the big um complications that can happen in romances right cheating is a thing like uh suspected cheating or like they're they're it's just adult it's just which i mean it that's the demographic but I, I think that there's just so much more done with romances in Jose because the age bracket allows you to really explore like these really complicated ideas. Uh, specifically, if you look like, oh, does he love me? Does he love the idea of me? That's one right. of the things that happens a lot. Um, and then I am a sucker for workplace romances myself. Yes. And so specifically in Jose romances, a lot of the time you'll have an employee with a boss and I really, really like those. Um, but then you also just end up like with a really cool exploration of like what it means to be to, to have a romance in different settings and what that looks like. Because like as much as I do think like like I said, when I talked about um, the artist and the beast, mm-hmm. like there are definitely abuse of power dynamics in in a lot of these Jose romances. Yeah, but. That's that's a trope that I'm fine with because of how it ends up because you do get to see how romance lives in different situations. Agreed. I mean, and I say this because Jose trash here talking, but it's 
I don't know. I don't mind it as much because I know what to expect with Jose. Um, so I I know very well that we're gonna see like yeah. there's that weird trope of usually it's like workplace i I love workplace romances but again you have to be aware going into it that like if it's a boss and like subordinate dynamic this is a jose yeah um and this is like they operate on different rules here (laughs) so a lot of the shit that you're gonna see happen is it's it's just not gonna be it's not gonna hold up like in the real world you have to suspend your belief like I won't, I won't put anyone down for like not being comfortable with reading it, but as long as it's like something that like isn't like the like rape or like forceful, like graphic like stuff like that, I don't have a problem with. I know that's some, there is some of Jose like that out there, which and that makes yeah. me uncomfortable. But I don't. I just feel like I don't want people to write it off because I'm like, there's gonna be like workplace romances like with the boss and the secretary or the um like, yeah that's a thing Cause, like that's the thing yeah because that's the thing so like i saw somebody you know somebody who had never really read manga and it's weird right because like when we see this like oh this is a problematic thing in real life but in like media i'm like i i'm a sucker for romances that are like that i don't know why like my favorite jose right now is a yakuza boss who's having sex with someone because she owes him money like i don't know why i like that but i do it's it's so weird maybe um and it's sorry not to control i'm like i feel like you know there's a thing about preferences and like i'm not gonna get into like yeah i don't know i put this it's not exactly kinks and that's another episode we can have one day but it's just like I love those dynamics with like yeah and like with Jose and it's just yeah. like, and it's a it's kind of like a fantasy thing playing it's, it, it's playing with power dynamics yes. that's what it is yes. because those jokes so the cool thing is or what I like about those Jose like when the trope reaches its full potential mm-hmm. you have these situations where the romance is entered in on unequal footing because the other person is more powerful in whatever setting but by the end of the romance she usually ends up getting as much power if not more in the relationship mm-hmm. to him by the end right. and I think that watching that happen over time is really really good and i think of something like happy marriage mm-hmm. um which is written by makia and joji like literally if you're looking for romances just go like just google makia and joji and buy all his shit it's good um, right. i'm currently reading an incurable case of love which is in about to be in volume four also mm. really good <laughs> but in happy marriage you have a situation where like the guy comes into the hostess bar where she's at mm-hmm is a total dick to her. He's super rich, and he ends up just being like, yeah, no, you can't work here anymore. Uh, Come marry me. And it's like yeah. an, a, a very immediate proposal, and it, like he, she ends up doing it to get out of her father's debt and to take care of it and stuff. But as the relationship develops, you see them grow on equal footing, and you get to explore the emotional dynamics between them because in Happy Marriage and what I really like about it, and we're not really talking about anime anymore because they're sadly there isn't really jose anime out there a crime um you you end up with a relationship where you get to see her become stronger and you get to see him be more vulnerable and Mm -hmm. it's just handled really really well um and i think that that's something that like you said people see the dynamic and they just write it off and it's like no you can't do that like actually read it if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. And if you can't, and if you can't break away real world stuff from it, then okay. Yeah. But I, I would say at least give it a try. Um, right. And I think that's yeah. something where, like, again, that's just like us, like preparing people. Like, if you are not familiar with it, please don't be shocked when you see this. And I mean, like, not yeah. every, that doesn't mean every Jose does this, but I do. I just enjoy the the power dynamics in it and like i guess like this isn't a manga but i guess it is going to be an anime but olympus lore or lore olympus on webtoons yeah like it is like i like the dynamics <laughs> i just I, like it's the reason yeah. why i love it so much and it's because like you got okay quick synopsis you got hades the king of the underworld as everyone knows it's like it's a retelling of the um ca- the um persephone right uh, Persef- yeah persephone and Persephone is like 19 years old and she becomes an intern and works at this company. Everything's modernized and the 
god's world and the mortal world is like taking place in ancient greece but the point is like persephone is an intern and hades is the boss and the king of the underworld and they are dealing with those dynamics and boundaries. I really need to read this. Read it! It's so good! <laughs> the season finale, I put money so I could read the fast, so I can get the fast pass. The season finale is in two weeks, Kate. You have time. There is over a hundred chapters. You will, you will not run out of it. It is so good. Um, but it's also coming to Netflix, so I'm excited. But, sorry. My point is, I like when, like in Jose, and I think it's better in Jose. And I, if it was like the stu, I we we don't again. We're not talking about problematic stuff, but like I I wouldn't accept it in shojo. Like where yes, the student it's very teacher, different, right? The yeah. student and teacher romance. Yeah. I'm like, nope, that's a red flag. No, but like when it's two consenting adults, and I say consenting, people will be quick to say something like, "Oh, but he's her well, boss." Power means they can't. Dis- yeah, right. And I'm just like... In the manga, they're consenting. Yes, yes, consenting. There's a little... Sometimes there's some exploitation that happens. Right, and usually... But, and usually, they have feelings for each other anyways. So, Or they yes. grow to have feelings, and then they actually build a relationship. And that is mm-hmm. good. Another good Jose Trash one is the one about the vampire whose assistant is human. I have to look it up. Oh, Midnight, Midnight Secretary? Yes, Midnight Secretary. Yeah. Oh, God, that's a good one. But it's just like, again... Power dynamics, relationship gets built, yeah. and a good relationship actually comes out of it. It's okay. And I think, and I think a lot of it too, like when you look at it, and because like another one of the tropes that happens is the somebody gets sick trope, yeah. um, which sounds funny, but I think when you read Jose romances, there's this moment where usually the male character gets sick, usually from overworking. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. the female character has to come in and take care of him. And so she'll cook for him, do whatever. They probably end up having sex after it. And she's like, oh, catch your cold. That's fine. That's <laughs> us- that is a line I have read in like six different Jose yes. at this point. But it's, um, it's usually then when you see that dynamic kind of shift, not just from you as a reader understanding that she has power, but also in uh, in the, the story itself. Because that's usually when the guy is acknowledging the um, that she can do more than just be there and stuff like that. And it's a really good moment and it's mm-hmm. where you get to see that, that dynamic shift. And it's something that I, I really appreciate when 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 watching and or when reading mm-hmm. when reading jose um yeah i mean like jose romances i think not only because they cover like some of the heavier subjects like divorce or right. cheating and like abuse. really not understanding abuse yeah mm-hmm. or not understanding who you are as a person there's also almost always a part where she gets abducted or has a stalker like that's yep. always a beat as well um, I can take it or leave that one, but it's usually it brings them closer together, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Trauma. But, yep, trauma. Um, but they're, like, Jose romances, regardless of the problematic things that a lot of these tropes are, like, put in, they also do a lot of work to make you really feel the love between the couples that they have. Um, and mm-hmm. I actually don't think I have much complaint, because, like, I don't think there's something that I hate in Jose. Not hate, but something that makes me annoyed in Jose the same way that I have with, like, shoujo romances. Right. I I would agree. Because I just think, like, Jose is intended for, like, you know, more mature audiences. And maybe part of that is just, like, as we get older, our tastes change. But it's, like, one of our favorite anime is Wotakoi. And it's just, like, being able to see yourself... And, like, in those situations, like, it's a workplace romance or, like, they were friends and now they've de- they're in a relationship. And now they're trying to navigate being in a relationship with one another. And, like, what does that really mean? But, like, the other yeah. part of it is, like, they're able to be their true selves with one another because they're both huge otakus. And yep. there's, like, so many good things about it. But I think, like, if this was based in high school... I don't know if I would get the same thing out of it because I like Yeah, we that, wouldn't. Right. I, I like that the main character, like, you you see some of, like, the insecurities that I'm sure women yeah. our age or men their age have I faced my, in dating. I think my favorite part, not favorite part, one of the most, like, 
I've done that part was when he invites her to his house and she assumes it's to have sex and Mm -hmm. she's just like, oh my God, what color are my underwear? And she (laughs) can't remember what color her underwear is. And that's something you can't do in in the shoujo romances, which which is fine because shoujo is literally the demographic right below the age we are now. So that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But like this is just like, I don't know, Watsukoi is one of my my only issue with Watsukoi is I wish it was closer to like Maki and Joji's work Mm -hmm. where like uh, you don't, it's not smut, but like there are moments where like they do go and have sex because they're adults and adults have sex. (sighs) Yes. Um, Because they're just, they don't go there. And I just like wish they don't, they, they talk about it. You know what happens, but like, I don't know, a huge thing about Wotakoi is that the, there's two couples that the show is cent- like is centered on. And like the secondary couple, it's very much known that they have sex. Like they she'll oh, yeah. sleep over his place or like, like they'll like, you know, acknowledge that it happens. And I'm like, yeah, because they're adults, like they're 27 and 28. Like, yeah, no, sex happens. But like the other two, it's like they're actually in this new territory of like they knew each other for years and now they're in a relationship. But now it's like trying to move at a comfortable pace, intimately. Yeah. And and it's like when he when they have their first kiss, and he kind of like surprises her, and it's like it's so cute in that moment. But I'm just like, they kind of have this childish reaction to it. Like it's like you're watching it. It's like you're watching um a shoujo in a jose's body yes. when you look at their relationship yes, compared exactly. to the other couples yes exactly because i'm just like even the like dreaded theme park moment and you're just like i fucking hate you you know what you're doing to us yep but it's just like no th- like this is the point of the manga like they are exploring a new territory of their relationship and they're trying to like find their own rhythm and like they're yeah. progressing into it. But it's also just like I like I have the same problem that, that you have with them. Like I want y'all to acknowledge that like sex is a thing. Like be intimate yep. with each other. But it's like that's the whole point of theirs is like in like the other couple, um uh the woman in the in the relationship, the older one, she gives Hannah? advice. Yes, Hannah. She gives advice. Uh, and it's like it's okay if you're taking your time to find like your rhythm yeah and be like with one another you don't feel pressured to be at a certain point and like he even has this moment where he's like I used to think doing adult things would make me more adult and yeah and it's like I wanted to do that so I would seem cooler and I mean again like because like the character like she she thinks about like what underwear she has on and it sounds like she would be all for having sex with him so that's not an issue. It's just like, but we, they're moving at their own pace as a, in a relationship. But yeah. Like, God damn it. I need a season two so bad. Oh, I really need the season two. I need more chapters as well. Oh, God. Um, and I think like when we kind of, cause it's also interesting too, cause like we haven't even talked about like Yaoi oh, in, yeah. in this because that's a whole nother level, uh, a whole nother section of romance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it kind of deserves its own episode. You know what? Um, yes. I think that I'm going to write that one down. Yeah. We need to do a Yaoi episode. We need we need a guest to do a Yaoi episode. Yes. Uh, so we can and, maybe a year, and maybe a Yuri episode. Too. You know, we could do a Yuri episode. I don't read Yuri. I at all. have not purposely read Yuri. Like, Yuri, I will say Yuri comes up. When I, like, read a manga, and then I realize, like, oh, this is a Yuri manga. And I don't mean, like... Because, yeah. again, I'm just going to give a quick example to people who aren't familiar. Yuri is usually, like, a romance that's centered on two girls. Um, oh, yeah. And Yaoi is... or Yaoi, or boy love, mm-hmm. is... Uh, centered on two guys. Right. Which is also Wotakoi, because she's a yaoi fangirl. Yes, exactly. And I guess, like... With like, the girl knows what happens in sex. Mm-hmm. She They're is obsessed virgins. with yaoi. None of them are virgins. We all we all know <laughs> this, but y'all won't let them... Y'all won't let us live through them or something. Let them... No. <laughs> but um, with, with Yuri and yaoi, I will say, like, boy love, I feel like, is more like right out there with some of the manga that I've found that, like, oh, this is a boy love yeah. manga. And then there's, like, Yuri, where, like, I have found Yuri's by accident, where I'm reading it, and I'm yeah. like, oh, they in love with each other. And it's, like, it's because, like, yeah. the title isn't, like, bam, 
two girls together, like, in a relationship <laughs> with one another. Whereas, like, boy love will just, like, put it right there on the cover. Oh, and, yeah. And I don't know, I mean, that's an interesting dynamic, but we'll just have to, like, dissect both of those separately. But yeah. I would love if we could find a guest who, like, could, yeah, who's, I, a, who's a, like, fan and, like, knows that stuff. Yeah, and I also think, because I would also be really interested, too, to see, like, what those two markets are. Because I know Yaoi is almost exclusively marketed to women. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how... I would be interested to see that, like, if these romances are geared toward... Because, how do I explain it? Because, like, the Yaoi smut is, like, it's just like any other smut. You just, like, it, it literally... It's plugging and playing a Jose romance. You're just right. making it yaoi. That's all it is. Right. Which it, I mean, which isn't a which isn't a dispute. It's it's why I really really love it, and I read a lot of yaoi. Mm-hmm. But I I would really be interested for the for for uh I'd be really interested to know the queer perspective on yaoi and yuri and how it's marketed because it they are same sex romances, and I don't know like I've. All the people I know who who I've talked about with Yaoi are heterosexual. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where, like, I, I definitely would like to know what that perspective is from somebody who is queer to kind of, like, understand what that culture is like coming from that, coming from that, uh, that angle, I guess, if that makes sense. No, I think that makes sense. I don't know. Sense. It's just... It's a whole nother level of romances that I think deserves enough time to unpack and talk about yes. in and of itself. But it is there. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm boy love trash. Like I, I read too much of it. Um, Matt, I was, so when we go to bed, sometimes I'll bring my switch and I'll play. And then sometimes I'll just read manga in bed while we're going to bed. And Matt's like right there. So sometimes it's, it's, it's funny. He just doesn't look <laughs> at the manga I'm reading. But I was reading Ra- Yaoi in bed one time. And he was just like, what are you? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Turn and I was like, sorry, sorry. Oh. It's, it's just getting hot and heavy. Sorry. Yup. But no, I mean, like, and it's such a good, there's such interesting titles out there, and it's a good genre. Like, both of them are good genres, but I will say, like, I've come across, like, this seems like hypersexualization. Like, this seems more of a... There are definitely those, yeah. Like, there, there are quality ones, I will say, but then I feel like I'm interested to know someone's perspective and, like, their thoughts on that, because I feel like Yuri, especially, like... This isn't so much about the romance. This is just about y'all seeing two girls together. And, like, that's completely fine. Again, Yowie smut, Yuri smut. But then I also, I'm interested to know someone's perspective on, like, how they feel about that. Because, I mean, I like romances depending on, like, the characters and whatever. Like, sometimes I like like to have a story with it. But then, like, and, like, have substance. So, like... Because, like, when I think back on, like, what my favorite yaoi is, like, mm-hmm. currently my favorite yaoi is um, Ten Count, which is, it's about a guy who has, like, an obsessive-compulsive disorder and mm. a therapist, and they end up getting together, and it's really good, but there's also, like, this deep story. Like, that one confronts more of, like, one of the mains... Um, like inability to come out of the closet or like just fear of coming out of the closet because of right. stuff he dealt with as a kid. Um, and that one has a lot of depth right. and it's really good. Um, but I, I would be really, really interested to see, like that's obviously for me, like I'm, I'm not a gay man, so I, I don't know what that perspective is, mm-hmm. but I'd be really interested to to see that. You know what? We have to find somebody and bring them on. We have to, we yes. have to bring on people who love these genres and know more and can come to speak at it from, like, a better place than I can. Or me. Because I'm just, yeah. like, yeah. So I'm just kind of, like, oh, yeah, these these two men are hot and I love watching them do things. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which is why I read Yaoi. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I mean we've kind of got on for an hour. And I feel like yes. we still missed so much. We did. But, we'll just like, have to do a part two at some point. It's just such a large genre. Um, what are, I mean, what are, do you have any final thoughts, I guess, on romances in general? Um, in general, my final thoughts are just like, you know, romance and anime and manga, there is a range. And like, I think I, 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 I continue to enjoy, I continue to like finding that range, especially as I get older. 
and yeah it's just like it's just like it's so interesting like oh i think a lot of people would think romance and anime and manga is one thing but it's more complex than that and yeah i think that's something that i enjoy about it like yes there are tropes that get on our nerves and there's like problematic stuff but like when you find the really good stuff it's definitely worth like taking your time and enjoying it and looking for more of it yeah what about you i agree thanks um I, yeah, I mean, like, there's just a lot to talk about in romances. I do think it's probably my favorite genre of anime or manga, which is really weird because I don't like reading romance, Mm -hmm. like, books or anything. But, like, I love a good romance. And as much as I love horror manga and shonen manga or, like, typical action manga, I also really enjoy when they have, like, a really well-executed romance or even just a romance there. It's one of the reasons why I really liked Darlene and the Franks. Yeah. Um, even though a lot of people did it. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, definitely a lot. Um, but I think overall, like, I want more people to understand, like you said, that the genre is more than just one thing. Mm-hmm. And I want people to give it a like an actual good chance because I feel like a lot of people don't give it a chance, especially when I'm not saying go read all the smut because there's some bad smut out there. But like yeah. a lot of the times, Jose Smut is actually really good on story, y'all. And you should expand your horizons. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's a great way to end it. So I guess, can you tell the people where they can find us and yourself? Yep, you can find us at DYHT underscore pod on Twitter. And you can find me at Omamithrandir on Twitter as well. And you can also find me on Twitter at LA underscore NEY underscore SHA. And without further ado, will y'all go read some Jose Smut now? Um, how, what would you say is your most irritating romance trope in anime or manga? And, hmm, damn it, I had a good one. You can't do Promise Neverland now because I watched it. Damn it, I can't. Will I get Kate to watch One Piece? Find out next time. Oh my God. Or did you have to? Bye. <laughs> did You Have To is co-produced by Kate Sanchez and Lanisha Campbell. Our intro is done by Dr. Emery Stephen Daniel. And our outro and intro music is by Benjamin Desaad, a.k.a. Ben Sutton.